0: Charmers. Welcome back to another episode of the Charming Libra. I am your host, Tasha. Happy Thursday, you guys. First and foremost, I want to apologize for the last episode, which is the Capricorn Full Moon episode. You guys, I did not realize that... Um, I didn't realize that I did not edit the opening song so that, you know, like, it plays the whole two minutes and something, which I know had to be very annoying, um, but I didn't know how to do that. So for some reason, I thought it would automatically kind of shorten it. Like, it wouldn't really allow that. But when I re-listened to it, I was like, oh, my God, these people are hearing the whole entire song, which is probably fucking annoying. Then when I'm thinking, oh, I found a way to be able to edit it, I accidentally pushed two of the same post, So you're going to hear back-to-back, you know, the anchor post. And I am so fucking sorry about that. Um, I, I'm i sure I've lost some people because, you know, some people, they're not going to play games with that. They're like, what what the fuck? Like, that's so unprofessional and it was embarrassing. And the only way for me to fix that was to delete the whole entire episode. And I just... I did not want to delete the whole entire episode because, you know, I'm, I am running on borrowed time. You know, I I have to stick to a complete straight up schedule. And I was just like, oh my God, I'm just, you know, I had already posted it anyway. So I was just like, I'm just going to do an apology. And I'm so sorry that you had to witness that. That was so embarrassing. So unprofessional. Um, yeah, so forgive me. I'm sorry. And I hope I didn't lose anyone. Cause I know if it was a new user, they're probably like, fuck this shit. I'm out. This person doesn't know what they're doing. And it was, it was just embarrassing. So hopefully that doesn't happen today. I know it won't because I made sure to cut the song down a lot, but boy, like when I, before I figured out that I used um the whole song I was really excited I almost wanted to cry because I was like oh my god it sounds so official now so um I'm excited about it um and I I'm, I'm just happy that you know I'm slowly learning how to podcast I still don't really know how to edit that you know that's why I don't edit anything because I don't know how um I do this podcast by my phone so um I I just don't know how to to do that also I'll be able to you know like like work with you know editing and making things sound better um so I just wanted to come up here and say that first and of course um I am here because I decided to go ahead and record the sex and relationship of cancer um season because um I have a lot of work to do. I want to get, um, well, I have some time this week a little bit because um, I've already done all my work. Um, I'm ahead for uh, grad school. Um, but I, you know, yesterday I um, I was thinking, I was like, well, if I go ahead and finish out cancer season, I'll have time to work on season three because season three, we're moving into the moon, uh, the moon signs and, um, a lot of the books that I am using now are pretty much like done for. So I'm trying to figure out like, how can I maintain the wellness? Because the wellness book that I had, we we finished it. Um, this book, the sex signs is going to be finished. So we still will be using the erotic astrology, luckily. So that will be the only sex book that I do have. And we'll probably be leaning more into the relationship aspect um more so than the sexual aspect um i i wish i could find another sex book but i just the only one that really it was the best to me was the sexology book because i loved how it was all inclusive it it not only added straight couples it added gay couples and therefore i felt like everyone was more included if you want to listen to those that is the first season and actually You can tell a lot of people love the book book, because those like episodes, especially the sex episodes of the first season are like in the thousands of people listening to them. So, um, and I know it's helpful because you don't, you know, that's why I added it because you don't ever hear anyone, at least I haven't with the podcast I've listened to, you don't hear anybody talk about like the sex aspect of astrology and I know I want to know because, you know, I'm someone who took sexual psychology and I just I like to know that kind of shit. Like, I want to know what sign is going to be compatible or what they love in bed. That way you can kind of you can use that to your advantage. You guys (laughs) like if if I know it's not all about astrology when it comes to a relationship. But if you know what makes a sign like things that the signs find like turn ons or the things they enjoy in bed and stuff, you can always experiment with that. That's what I do. So, I mean, you can. You can experiment with it and use it and tweak it to, you know, like, because you got to understand they're just not a Gemini. You know, you got to, you know, play into, like, the, you know, there's sun, moon, rising, Venus, and Mars and stuff like that. Like, the sexual parts, like, um <clears throat> of what they like. So, like, for me, I look at, like, the moon sign, his Venus sign, uh, the Mars sign and, and the sun sign, you know, so those are what's going to kind of come out, like, cause the action is Martian to me and, um, you know, the way you're feeling and connecting emotionally during sex is the moon and, you know, what you love and, you know, want someone to reciprocate back to you is your Venus. So there you go. You know what I mean? So that's, that's how I would expect, um, for people to use it that's how I use it so make sure whenever you hear like your partners like like sun moon uh rising and venus then you know use what those signs kind of like and kind of mix it in together and kind of do your thing so but I am on the lookout for another one but Um, yeah, I, am I want to make sure I kind of work out like what I'm going to be using for the next season and the things I want to do. Plus I'm trying to create the Patreon, make the, um, graphics for that and all that good stuff. So (laughs) yeah, plus I'm trying to run my store. I have so many crystals I need to wrap, Uh, um, so many crystals I need to take pictures of and post up, um, and so, um, yeah, that's why I'm doing this episode now, but, um, I kind of want to do like a book of the day, I guess you can say, or book of the month or season, whatever. I did go on a huge, uh, book spree <laughs> yesterday. Um, I was looking for, you know, like things for like crafts and stuff like that, like do it yourselves. Cause I want to do more of that for summertime And I didn't really find any, but of course I got sucked into the astrology aspect and found lots of unique books like regarding the midheaven, which we're going to talk about around when it's time. And, um, I found a full moon book, uh, not full moon, but you know, like a moon sign book. That's just all about the moon signs, not just like a small section. So I wanted to read that and kind of get a little more knowledge with, and I, um, found some other stuff. Um, but then I went to Barnes and Nobles and I found, this book that's called Less is More, Finding Joy in a Simpler Life by Robin James. And this really jumped out to me uh, because it's basically about, it says, discover the art of finding more through having less, more time, more calm, more energy, more money, more you. And so it it gives you like tips and ideas um, of what to do. And I thought this was important for me because um, with grad school now, Oh, gosh, I'm trying not to sneeze because I don't know how to edit that out. But with with grad school now, um, I'm starting to kind of find myself... Like, I'm doing things for myself, but I realize most of my time is on school. And that's okay because I do want to maintain my 4.0, but um, I don't want to... like. I don't want to say the F word and, uh, you know, the F E, you know what I mean? I don't want to give any attention to that because, um, I, I don't, I, I, you attract that, you know, I don't want to attract that. But what I'm saying is I don't want to fall back into old habits, meaning that I'm only focused on school and, you know, like kind of letting other things go for right now because I have promised myself, you know, especially with the strict rules of the school of not you know like having anything below 3.0 or anything I had told myself you know we're manifesting 4.0 and we're going to do the work to get that 4.0 and so far I have been doing that I've been very um um I can never remember the damn word when I'm thinking about it but um I have been planning everything out, time slots, all that stuff. I've been very Capricornian when it comes to that. And it had, and it's actually working for me, even though like I'm someone who has to rock to my own beat. I hate to have to have like structure, but I have been very structured. But I have been managing, allowing myself to have some freedom as well. And I think that's why it's working. Because instead of me just doing, like, just like, no, you have to get through this whole thing and you can't do nothing else um okay sorry about that someone had rang my doorbell I thought it was uh the mail because I am looking for a package but it was uh some people going around to ask us as communities for like our neighborhood um you know what we are experiencing and things that we want change for like voting and all that that stuff so (laughs) um yeah but um back to what I was saying um I don't, you know, like I've been very structured and it's been working well for me, but I am also very mutable heavy and I need I need that freedom. I need to feel like I'm still choosing to do things I, you know, like not saying I don't enjoy school, but things that, you know, I enjoy outside of school, outside of learning. And so um, lately, I have been starting to get a little bit more free um, with my schedule, still structured, but still like making sure I have me time. Uh, I don't want to go through school like I did, you know, the last time where I was like, you know, I was just like working, I was doing school, and then I was canceling on social stuff, and I was still working out and everything. But it would be very quick, and it was just everything was all around work and school and I was so um, unorganized, like I said, I don't know how I managed to have like a, (laughs) an over 3.0 grade, um, for grad school, but I did, um, but, you know, I'm working on, um, doing this through love and compassion, not discipline and, you know, like basically treating myself like shit, not focusing on my health, not doing anything, you know, um. That, you know, is fun letting like my businesses go and my hobbies. I don't want that to happen again. So um, this is why I bought this book. And I thought I love ideas, different, you know, ideas of things I can do, because like I said, I can think of things, but it, you know, it's nice to have a, a perspective from, you know, a professional or something like that. So Um, I highly recommend if you want to do this as well, but I figured this just seems very summery to me, like very summer vibe. And I was like, oh, that can be like on my self-care list for summer vibes, Um, you know, like taking care of myself, getting everything done and, you know, spending less money and all that good stuff. So um, I've just been really into just being slow and just really being present and mindful, not like looking toward, you know, like, oh, when well, my degree is done, when I get this and that. No, I just want to be present and just enjoy life, enjoy connections with people, just in, just enjoy myself. So I got that book to help me to make sure I don't kind of fall back into old patterns of just only focusing on my academics and nothing else because you know, my health has to be number one. I'm not the healthiest person, and I don't want to, like, just start falling back down on that. But um, with that said, um, I have um, a lot of stuff to do with my Alari Sky business. Um, I have so many crystals I need to wrap, but, you know, I got more crystals for the store that I um, – That I think is going to be amazing. I definitely use more of my intuition. Usually I kind of like write a list and then I was like, "Uh, let me go by like, you know, my intuition this time. Let me, you know, just really allow myself to connect with the stones and stuff. And I always think of you guys, always think of the collective, like what will benefit the collective? What does the collective need that will, you know, draw them to my store, you know, and you know, get the stone that's going to work for their body. And so I just did that I got like some shaman quartz which is it's gorgeous. It's it doesn't look like the plain old like, you know, like regular quartz, but it it just it has a unique look. It it's hard to explain. I'll have to you guys will have to see it when I post it to the store, but I got a lot of good um little stones and um I also, you know, I don't really buy crystal jewelry as much anymore because I've been wearing a lot of mine. But, you know, I've been kind of falling into like a silver thing again, uh, because I was starting to feel a little too masculine. Um, you know, because gold, you know, gives off uh that metal gives off a masculine energy. It's very masculine. Um, it rules the masculine. Silver rules. The feminine, because it's connected to the moon, gold is uh ruled by the sun pretty much. And so I was wearing so much gold for a little bit that I was like, oh, I feel like I need to, you know, like calm down off that. I was starting to get too much like overstimulation with having, uh, you know, like fire, fire crystals and um fire element crystals and plus the gold. It was like a little too much overstimulation which means that my body needs a break and it needs more of a calm, like, flow. I've been, like, you know, connecting more with the watermel- watermelon water element again and the heart chakras as well as solar plexus, uh, um, which is also a fire, but I more of, like, the softer one, I guess you can say. But definitely, like, sacral, I notice, um... Because I've been very into like orange, like food, orangey foods, orangey yellow foods and orange like outfits. I actually just bought me a orange crop top yesterday uh, while because I had to make a run to Target and I saw this cute orange crop top and I was like, oh, snag, you know, because it's just that's just been my color for summer. And so um, but when I was at the crystal shop, it was funny. The person there was like, I feel like you need a blue crystal. I was like, really? And he was like, yeah. he was just like, my intuition is telling me you need a blue crystal. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, I have plenty of them, you know. And he was like, oh, he was like, do you have lapis lazuli? I'm, I'm seeing lapis lazuli. I was like, I actually do. I was like, and I, um, you know, I've already worked with that crystal for a bit at the beginning of the year. And I feel like my body has had enough of it for right now. So I put it away. Um, I cleaned it, you know, charged it on the full moon and I put it away. And so um he was like, "Oh, okay, you know. So we started talking and then I went by the jewelry plate, Oh my god, jewelry case. And um this amazonite it just jumped out at me. I was like, "Oh, I was like, what's what's that?" you know. And he was like, "Oh, um this one." And I was like, "Yeah." And he picked it up and gave it to me. When I turned over it gleamed. I mean, it's a beautiful sheen, you guys. It's beautiful. I've never seen that has these, like, beautiful, like, silverish sheen that just glows when you move it around. And I was like, oh, my God. I was like, you know, like, when I held it, I felt the energy come up through my arm, and it just went through my body. All my hairs on my arm stood up, and I was like, oh. I was like, okay, this is obviously what my body needs. And it's actually a heart chakra stone and a throat um, chakra stone. Uh, but it's, you know, the, uh, one of the elements water, you know, and it's just like, it's really making my body feel very calm, stabilized and everything else It's a wonderful manifestation stone as well, which <laughs> is amazing. Cause I had forgotten that it was, um, I had looked at a a long time ago. I remember I was wanting one, uh, and I could never find one. So, um, and then the ones that I, the ones that I had gotten, it just, it didn't connect with me at the time. It just, it just didn't really, this one did. So that's why I was like, even though I had one, um, I was like, I have to have one as a necklace, uh, cause I didn't have one as a necklace, but so I got it and I'm wearing it now and it's just a beautiful stone. It's just a plain round looking amazonite but man, does this little thing packed like a lot of energy, which I love. Um, but yeah, if you want to check out my store, please visit Alari Sky Jewelry on Etsy. I have plenty of crystals up there. I have a sale, um, going on up until the full moon, the Capricorn full moon. It's called the, you know, full moon and Capricorn sale. Everything's 20% off. There's no stipulations in that. I mean, everything in this store is 20% off. So please take advantage of that. It's cheap, (laughs) lots of deals so don't waste your don't let that go by you know like if you want some tools that's why I decided to do it early because the full moon is next week uh I ship literally the next day and um you will get your tool before then if you decide to purchase in the next few days and everything so or even if you don't just want it for the full moon you can always use it like for the rest of your life so uh yeah but And that's, again, you have to, if you want to look, you have to type it in in, in on Etsy.com. It does not show up in Google. That's A-L-A-R-I-E-S-K-Y-E Jewelry on Etsy. So let's go ahead and jump into today's episode. Um, I am reading from two books. It is The Sex Signs, Every Woman's Astrological and Psychological Guide to Love, Men, Sex, Anger, and Personal Power. By Judith Bennett. And then the other one is erotic astrology, The Secrets, The Sex Secrets of Your Horoscope Revealed by Phyllis Vega. Okay, so let's go ahead and jump in. It says checklist of cancer traits. Note this checklist describes the traits of one phase only. If it doesn't seem to fit you, check other lists to find the phase you're in right now. So it has uh questions through I mean not questions, but uh personality traits of uh from 1 to 35 1 through 13 is one column 14 through 26 is the second column and 27 through 35 is the third column so whatever column speaks to you honey that you are in a cancer phase right now (laughs) and that goes if you're a cancer sun cancer um rising cancer moon and even if you're not a cancer, you can still have a cancer phase, which this book will mention. It'll tell you exactly like what you need to look at and see. But So number one through 13, the traits are subjective, intuitive, introspective, moody, emotional, imaginative, dreamy, patient, retentive, fearful, overprotective, fretful, security conscious. 14 through 26, domestic materialistic, subtle, manipulative, thin-skinned, petty, vengeful, high sex drive, sensitive, nostalgic, crabby, sentimental, magnetic. The next one is 27 through 35, which is tenacious, sensitive ego, mediocre self-esteem, possessive, self-centered, selfish, great sense of humor, dramatic, cancers, feminine mystique. Ah, interesting. And then it has a little quote for the cancer personality. It says, the lunatic, the lover, and the poet are of imagination, all compact. And that is from William Shakespeare, A Midsummer Night's Dream. Okay. So general traits and background of the cancer personality, preferably cancer woman. It says, the cancer woman is fascinating, changeable, guarded, uh, guarded female, a nymph, muse, mother, poet. She is a part-doer, part-dreamer, and seldom the the twain do meet. Cancer is especially associated with the moon. That is why cancer-type people are sometimes called moon children. Perhaps the label child is consistently attached to cancer because of her intense emotionalism, Physically cancer type people normally have rounded faces that resemble the full moon. So if you, this will definitely be in someone who is a cancer rising. I do notice that that people that, um, even some cancer suns too, but definitely cancer risings, I do see the roundness of your face that it's like the moon. it's very cute though it's very cute and innocent and petite. I love it. You guys have these big watery kind of like looking eyes a little bit it's just it's it's gorgeous okay the bible light. uh the Bible likens the moon to the tree of life. The cancer woman is the tree of life and nourisher of others on the physical plane. She is invested in the basics food shelter reproduction. Her emotional life tends to be stronger than than either her physical or her mental and logical impulses. If arrows and logos are interpreted as respectively feminine and masculine, the the Cancer woman is definitely richly supplied with the first and undervalues the latter. Meaning that you know, just cancers they truly they truly go by their intuition. They don't really use. I mean they use logic but it's just they 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 go through life through intuition because if you try to force them to constantly be like use your brain or uh use you know like this and that it, they're not living their cancer life you know these people are ruled by the moon the moon is it, it's all about enhanced intuition these people you know they they're just you know, you can't get over on them. They they just know. Like, usually if they feel it, they are right. My husband's a Cancer Moon. Anytime he has a gut feeling, as I mentioned, it is always right. So he's great with using that intuition. He has a lot of feminine in his chart. So that's why I love it. But yeah, anyway. Uh, her lifelong challenge is to bring her own ceaseless changeability akin to the ebb and flow of tides caused by the moon and to balance with her equally deep-rooted resistance to change. She must learn to live without trying to control life, to accept it as a dynamic process full of unpredictable factors, and to transcend her protective mother role and become a full-fledged human being. Cancer is the fourth sign of the zodiac, cardinal water. The other two water signs are Scorpio and Pisces. The cardinality of her sign pushes the Cancer woman to action and self-expression. It anchors her to the present, though most of much of her would prefer to live in the past. So, with well, you know, with um, cancer being the cardinal um water, yes, they are definitely more action um action based. I would say cancer and Scorpio are like that. Scorpio Scorpios are they're fix. If they think something, they're gonna get that shit done, and they're gonna finish it. Pisces on the other hand is mutable so that's why I feel like when a lot of people are like oh water signs are so lazy not really I and I'm sorry Pisces you know just have some grace with me because your girl knows um how it is to have a Pisces placement in your top three but um you know having Pisces placements um especially in your top three um even your mars even um can you know you can be lazy (laughs) um, not saying all but it's just that it's it's such a mutable sign that pisces have to they have to move on their own terms they don't like to have they don't like to be told what to do i know for a fact because my nephew is one that boy cannot he does not listen to no one regardless of how much sense it makes he does not listen. He has to roll to his own beat. And that means taking forever to, you know, clean rooms and do things that is asked of him. So, you know, he has to do it when he's ready to. And that's kind of like me, to be honest. I'm very mutable heavy in my chart. Uh, Mutable is high. The next one is cardinal. And then after that is fixed. And so because of that, I'm someone that I do best when I decide to do it. I hate structure. So this is, that's why I said, this is the first time that um, I have been structured and it hasn't bothered me because I think I've learned to do a balance with it because before I'd either try to be too structured or I wouldn't. And if I don't have some kind of structure then to be honest, I won't get anything done because I'll, I'll just find different things to go. I just go with the flow. I'm very laid back. My friends will even tell you that they're like, Tasha's just go with the flow. Um, (laughs) that's just how it is. Um, and so, um, that's why I feel like, um, uh, cancer and Scorpio will sometimes get, uh, get flack for being lazy, quote unquote, but really it's not them. I'm not saying they don't have some lazy ones in there. Um, you know, in Cancer and Scorpio, but really a lot of the ones that I see is Pisces. That's quite lazy, unless they have, like, a really good, like, you know, chart, some kind of, like, either fiery, like, water chart or, like, uh, watery, um, earth or, um, yeah, watery or earth, uh, water and earth, rather. Um, yeah, so, I would say, um, air, but... <laughs> To be honest, us air signs were fickle, so it's like we'll we'll do something, but we get bored quick, so we'll even move on to the next thing, and that's part of my problem too so anyways, it's not on me <laughs> okay, <laughs> it anchors her to the to the present, though much of her world uh oh her would prefer to live in the past. I already read that. Okay. So because she is cardinal, she harbors a a desire to expand her world beyond the home because she is water. She is often reluctant to do so. She is emotional, impressionable, absorptive, imaginative, psychic, subjective, dramatic, indulgent, and self-indulgent. Uh, yes. So that can affect, that's why water signs do get their poor, Thoughts of being lazy because, yeah, their emotions, they run on emotions. So they're easily offended when it comes to, like, let's say work or something. They'll be like, oh you, th- oh, you said this or you said that my work is bad. And then they go into a whole emotional spiral. And, you know, I'm just not, I'm done. You know, I'm not, I'm, I'm done. I'm, I don't want to be here. And, you know, they soak in all the energies and stuff like that. So understandable. But it says she readily absorbs and retains every type of en- energy from psychic impressions to fast food but she finds it difficult to release. She tends to store things for a rainy day and thus condemns herself to accumulate a vast collection of unnecessary emotions and fat cells. Typically, she must fight fight fat and bulk all her life. Um with that said, cancers um any cancer placement because you guys are pretty much like impasse and it mentioned that you so you soak in psychic energies as well. You have to really be careful with that. So I would highly suggest that you guys use uh, these crystals, black tourmaline, for um, protection. You know of negativity. Same with smoky quartz, which that will take negative energy that you're soaking in and change it into positive. Um, I highly recommend lapis lazuli because that is good for like spiritual protection and I highly recommend amethyst which is another one that's good for spiritual protection and protection in general and the last one I highly recommend um labradorite because that is a great psychic protection like all over aura like a shield that goes over your body an energetic shield so I would highly recommend you guys work with those crystals. Um, if you have, if you're soaking in that much energy, because that can really fuck you up. I highly recommend to call back your power. You know, to allow yourself to, you know, like your if you're energy is being sucked in all over the place like that, call back your power as well. I think that's very important for any cancer placements. Okay, so Lady Cancer stuffs her house with collector's items as relentless as she stuffs the stomachs of those she invites in a never-ending round of meals. She tends to have the most gorgeous and gourmet-fed children on the block to be an expert gardener and household advisor as well as a muse of sensuality to her mate and mother to the world. She is apt to be passively yet to mark her mark, though she is moody and introverted. um, Her keen emotional insights border on clairvoyance. Though she is dramatic, she often shies away from self-knowledge and genuine deep self-revelation. Do not sell her short, however, and never write her off as a mothering wallflower. She frequently assumes important public re- responsibilities and becomes a popular personality. She is potentially an excellent public speaker, storyteller, and humorous. The cancer type woman is one who has the sun or other important planets in cancer. Right? So <clears throat> listen up here. This is when it's going to tell you about yourself pretty much. Or the ascendant in cancer, many planets in the fourth house, The natural house of cancer or a powerfully aspected moon. So that would mean like something like a a moon conjunct something or um, maybe a trine um, sex style. But definitely conjunct is like the biggest one because that's like basically your moon is going to be fucking doubled in energy. Uh, The cancer type is described by the checklist of traits at the beginning of this chapter. Cancer types are also those who are temporarily going through a cancer phase. The cancer phase has the following characteristics. So obviously that means that if you have no planets and cancer or any of that stuff, then you can still be having a cancer phase. So number one, giving birth and nurturing. Motherhood, biological or symbolic, the woman in this phase can be a full-time mother to her children or she can mother the office, neighborhood, and everyone she is in contact with portnoy's mother as described in philip roth's book typifies this aspect of cancer number two nesting setting up a protective nourishing oasis like environment free from the cares of the world cancer often has a green thumb and gardens outdoors or fills her home with plants that look as healthy as if they came from an arbitorium arboretum or something like that Number three, feeling a sudden urge to study gourmet cooking, collecting, home decorating, or floristry, or to start a home care business. Okay, so I'm not gonna lie that <laughs> I have been getting the urge to really like um like the other day I was like doing like cooking, doing cooking recipes. I've been feeling like wanting just to cook more at home, like you know, soul filling meals. It just felt so good and I felt so happy when I was cooking. That I know, I was like, ooh, I think I'm getting into that. I've been you, I've been looking at decor, you guys, like a motherfucker. Like, decor, like, ways that I see my home looking. And I've been really getting into wanting to learn how to do flowers. Like, so that I can actually have a little wedding business. um, Not like a, you know, wedding planner. But, you know, like, people can come to me to, like, create bouquets or centerpieces. Like, things like that. Like, I... Uh, you guys, me and my husband are going to renew my, uh, our vows. And I'm telling you, I'm going to go fucking crazy. Like, I'm going to do that once I get a job. Because that's how much money I want to spend right now. I don't, you know, I, I'm not able to work right now. So unless Alari Sky blows up and starts selling out and stuff. Once I get my job and stuff. Oh my gosh. Like, <sighs> yeah. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go nuts. Um, but yeah, so I, I feel like I'm in that, that little phase of cancer phase right there. It says seriously pursuing psychic hobbies, especially mediumship and senses. I don't know what that is. It's S E A N C E S. She may have visions, clairvoyance, telepathy, and recognition in this phase. Overindulging in food and worry. (laughs) These are cancer fetishes. Worrying about anyone dear to her or about various aspects of house and home is a sure sign of the cancer phase. Being moody or intensely concerned with the basics, with survival, having problems with her mother or with mother figures, experiencing an urge to return to the place of birth, having problems with the stomach, hmm, alimentary canal, breasts or chest cavity, uterus, mucus membranes, or elbows. Okay, so the stomach thing is definitely me. um okay, so, if you have any of those what I just mentioned, that means you, my honey, my sweet, my handsome, my dear, are going through a cancer phase, okay, so in the best sense, the cancer phase offers a woman overall protection and enables her to enjoy a sense of cosmic motherhood without possessiveness and energy drains. The Cancer woman can choose to express her emotional energy posi- positively or negatively because it it is the staff of life to her. It is essential that she learn to channel to channel it positively. On the positive side, Cancer is unconditionally loving, flexi- flexible, strong, intuitive, magnetic, nurturing, yielding, emotional, creative, visionary, energetic, giving caretaker, persistent, discrimin- discriminating Feeling impatient on the negative side, cancer is smotheringly smotheringly loving, moody, inconsistent, stuck, a negative medium, uh using controlling, manipulative, possessive, helpless, irrational, dreamy instead of active, fearful, Im, imitative, clannish, materialistic, clinging, defensive, overindulgent, and passive. Typical cancer professions are agriculture, animal breeding, baking, biochemistry, boating, work with canals, ponds, fountains, oceans, rivers, brooks, baths, work with the disease of cancer, caretaking, catering, collecting, commerce, and banking, cooking, and domestic affairs, either in one's home or politically, psychodrama, water therapy, other work with emotions and general, counseling with methods that do not rely exclusively on words, parapsychological Paris, psychology, fishing, forestry, food, preparation or storage, gardening, glasswork, homemaking, hotel work, work with kitchens or kitchenware, work with land, growing, things, selling and buying land, merchandising, meteorology, work in the milk industry, nursing, nutrition, obstetric. Obstetrics, <laughs> managing, selling, and buying, constructing places near or on the water, plumbing, municipal, politics, real estate, work with restaurants, silver, swimming pools, or tavern, social service, storekeeping, any occupation connected with women in general. <sighs> that was a long one, you guys. Very long. Okay, so. All right. Um, imaginative and dreamy. The cancer woman is apt to be born with a storybook in her head and in an internal landscape that would challenge a Rubens or a Bosque to do injustice. As she appears to be contently gazing into the distance or into the partner's eyes, she may be picturing Arcadian shepherds covering at a picnic or a pair of passionate lovers engaged in felon foreplay. She has a pornographic, erotic imagination and tends to daydream of heroic, macho Men elegant SM orgies, luxurious home sporting, Roman baths, and pleasure rooms. She often acquires a refined taste for erotic art and may collect it. If asked to differ, differentiate between an erotic art collection and a pornographic one, she would probably answer that though the former is expensive and valuable, the latter is better deal and more fun. She is impressionable more a dreamer a dreamer than a doer except in emergencies. When necessary, she can rise to the occasion in majestic style. She may behave like an absent-minded queen, lording it over her subjects, but when her children or other close ones are in trouble, she acts with the speed of a hare. She may prefer her daydreams and inner world to the outer one, but she can function very well indeed when she chooses. So who does that sound like to you? Because there is two water signs that are almost exactly alike, but somewhat very, very small difference. And if you guessed right, it is Pisces, my friend. That's why there are a lot of, and at least I know, a lot of Pisces and Cancer um couples because those two, those two are so much alike. And don't get me wrong, Scorpios, y'all ain't left out. You guys work well with your, <laughs> with your other fellow water signs. But to be honest, you're, from what I've heard from their own mouths. They have dated Scorpios, but they said Scorpios are too intense for them. Uh, They're too harsh. And um, unless for someone to see the actual real Scorpio, which they're actually very sweet teddy bears that they try to hide, you have to be able to get to, uh, you know, gain their trust. And sometimes that can kind of scare off someone that's that's as sensitive as Pisces and Cancer, where they don't want to kind of put in the effort. Because they, you know, they need to feel, they need to feel like you're feeling them too. They, they don't, you know, they'll start to get kind of like nervous, and they don't want to open up themselves if they feel like you don't like you don't feel the same way. So, you know, this is very a Piscean type of trait. So, these two are actually like almost kind of like twins, the fish and the crab. So, but um, I wanted to say if you have a cancer uh lover um partner whatever I highly recommend you listen to season one's cancer man and woman sex episodes because I'm telling you the women cancer women honey these beautiful babes know how to throw down in bed (laughs) from what I was reading I was like oh my god, like these women throw the fuck down in there and I fucking love it. I was like, wow, they're freaks. I love that shit. But um if you want to listen to it, I highly recommend it. Go go give it a try and um you know, learn to understand and please your your, you know, your cancer man or woman cuz that this sign isn't play. I I like it. Okay. So the next one is um, subtle and manipulative. It says a cancer woman spins her web subtly but dramatically. Nothing is too mundane to spark her imagination and nobody is too insignificant to attract her notice. She is She is not the sort of... Uh, she is not the sort who turns around to stare at people but she appraises them thoroughly out of the corner of her eye. She is knowledgeable about the art of living because she herself is an artist. She tends to be... A participant, rarely an outside observer. She is not usually the flamboyant center of attention, but she may be the only one who knows what is happening behind the scenes. She reads subtle clues with her intuitive eyes and sends them out herself. Because she is a water sign, the Cancer Woman is almost never a direct head-on announcer of anything. Yeah, uh, I feel like water signs aren't ones that bring attention to that. They're someone that if it happens, you'll notice. They're, they're, They're pretty humble, so... Um, you'll have to notice it for them and be like, oh yeah, that's what I, you know, worked on or whatever. Um, she is more comfortable acting indirectly, happier seating minds through the power of suggestion than brashly hitting people over the head with her brilliance. If she wants something from an intimate, she will probably find it difficult to express her needs directly. She often has trouble asking for what she wants and she may procrastinate so long that she misses the point. She misses the boat. She is often guilty. Two of the glass head syndrome, believing that anyone who loves her should automatically know what she desires. The cancer woman often falls in the trap of manipulating people, sometimes without consciously meaning to do so. She simply finds it temperamentally difficult to speak directly about topics that make her uncomfortable. She is uneasy with disagreement and over-conflict, with expressions of disappointment and hurt, with aggression and intimidation. She fears ridicule with, ridicule and like a crab, she tends to withdraw into her shell in order to avoid it because she has a guarded, a guarded partially hidden nature. It is almost impossible for others to know what she is feeling. So yeah, cancers aren't just someone who's just gonna be like, I need you know like they're not gonna blur it out unless they trust you. They're, you know this is where they're kind of similar to Scorpio here because you notice that Scorpio and Cancer they both are creatures that have kind of, like, these little hard shells, you know, before you get to the meat inside. So, um, they kind of guard that. Like, they're they're not going to really express their full, like, secrets or express their full emotions until you make them feel safe. So you'll never truly, they're not, the Cancers are not as, um, armored, ridden as Scorpios, but they do have somewhat of that Um, there a little softer version of it. She can make people who love her feel like innocent but unwanted and ignorant bystanders. The clues she telegraphs are subtle, and she probably prefers it that way. She adores mystery and she uses it to keep the upper hand. Excuse me, loud, boisterous behavior and overt aggression are not her style. She feels she will always achieve more by being her naturally introverted self. So, (laughs) fire signs that leaves you out <laughs> but of course you know again I know plenty of fire signs that date water signs so depends on the rest of your chart but obviously they they do not like things that are loud, and that's all what fire signs are like that um a lot so she may operate successful successfully by subtly Uh, manipulating those around her. However, in her primary relationship, she is likely to pay a heavy price in the long run. Mates who are consistently outmaneuvered or manipulated tend to end up resenting the invisible strings that Cancer so skillfully fingers. No partner likes to be set up to take the responsibility or blame for situations that are encountered by them as a couple. Yet, that is precisely what Cancer tends to do to her mate. Okay, so the next one is high sex drive, and sensitive. The cancer woman is full of delightful surprises. She is shy, but she is highly sexual. She is intuitive, but she is also strong, fi- strongly physical. These combinations are difficult for members of the opposite sex to resist. She is a desirable woman who may promise little verbally, but still convey the feeling that she delivers a great deal. She may faithfully guard the home gates or climb the ladder of worldly success, but she is rarely, if ever, out of touch with the deep, almost primitive sexuality. Purple and indigo are her are often her favorite colors. Her sexual nature throbs with the full-blooded blue-red lust of desire. She seems to burst with the promise of wondrous enfoldment and, tor- and tortious inner past. She is sensuous in the most basic sense. Just watch Cancer go through a store full of clothes and accessories, and you will see her touch nearly everything as she walks by. She will touch silk, suede, fur twi- twice, not with the tips of her fingers, but with the full open palm of her hand. She is likely to seek sensation, and the visual is not enough. She is not as gifted with words as some others for the physical seems to her more real, somehow more important. Sex to the Cancer Woman is something she lives and breathes. She telegraphs sex in the way she walks, smells, cooks, smiles, in the way she creates mysteries with her body and moods, in the way she dazzles company with her superlative... Hostessing and intuitive intentions, she can please any man in bed as long as he is accessible to her, as long as he is sensitive, and as long as she finds him useful. So, yeah, these are little like sirens, you guys. <laughs> um. The next one is thin skin and petty vengeful. Um. The cancer woman is vulnerable to sniping criticism and aggression. She is uncomfortable with people who lack social co- uh, conscious or peep or personal sensitivity she has very thin skin and is often hurt by an unintended slight since she has a long memory this can create unfortunate situations she is apt to follow the, f- the future reference as careless remarks miss gemini tosses off 10 years later when gemini comes to visit she is likely to find miss cancer cool and bitchy and gemini will never know why the cancer woman is often petty about insults real or imagined since she is so subjective she tends to take almost everything personally. She can understand a busy doctor not remembering her first name, but she will never forgive him for not asking about her family. If she feels that she or or her home and family have been betrayed, the cancer woman frequently retaliates. She can be extremely vengeful, for example, if she um, suspects her partner of infidelity. There is cruelty in her nature and she is bound to make him pay for it. Endless, merciless sulks, spinning sprees, and accusations are not uncommon. Mm, I see, I see. Okay, so mag- magnetic and tenacious. The Cancer Woman has a gift of drawing people to herself while appearing to stand stock still. She is active while appearing reactive, a combination many people find hard to understand. She is like an actress who knows her lines but sends them out wordlessly. Those who pick up the message are drawn to her by an almost telepathic cord. She is exceedingly tenacious, persistent, patient, and stubbornly unyielding. What she wants, she will get, if not today, then next week, and she is not likely to part with it either. One hopes that what she holds onto is what she needs and that she learns to release negative feelings and influences as she matures. Okay. All right, the next one is... um, Cancer's feminine mystic. Um, the Cancer uh, mystique. The Cancer woman's special astrology delineated task is the, is the generation, birth, and nurture of other creatures. She is the natural cosmic mother and teacher caretaker not only of her children, but of the whole suffering world. The moon means change, growth, and decline, constant cycles of regeneration. The moon measures and determines terrestrial phases, exerting a mysterious influence on women's biological clocks, on vegetation, sea creatures, and bodies of water. The Cancer Woman's ruling planet has an essential passive character, however, for it receives its light from the sun. Its most... Its most significant impact on our conscience has been its archetypically feminine night side. The, the moon is seen in the role as maternal, enveloping and conscious, amb, and amb, ambivalent in that it is both protective and dangerous. The devouring female, Young's terrible mother, is the other side of the virginal saint-like Mary, flawlessly captured in Michelangelo's marble, Pieta. The summer solstice launches the Cancer Woman symbolically endowing her with a perfect potential balance between the night side represented by her ruling planet, the moon, and her day side symbolized in astrology by the sun. She is born with a destiny and the potential to be a woman energetic enough to provide a masculine counterweight to the dark uh, cyclic, um, cyclic forces of her own feminine nature. The Cancer woman is maternal in the most universal sense. She is designated as caretaker of the physical and emotional realms. Carl Jung noted that the mother is in touch with the collective unconscious, the the nocturnal side of life, and is the source of the water of life. Cancer's empathetic, sympathetic nature is maternal, and she is primarily energized by emotional urges and practical ideas centering around people. She loves... The Cancer Woman embodies the anima role in which she first bears the feminine image that every man projects upon women. She is, in fact, the collector of projections and in the sense of the eternal woman. Her qualities of solitude, nourishing, care, presence, um, and patience, her emotional and intuitive approach, need for roots and ability to provide roots roots and protection in her turn. Her feelings dominate in nature, All are quintessentially feminine. She gets people to take care of her, but in fact, she can take care of herself. She may appear to absorb the life and light from others, but in truth, she provides them with endlessly regenerated images and energy from the depths of her own soul. In this, too, she is highly feminine. She is apt to be moody, insecure, charming, introverted, ceaselessly changeable, yet resistant to change, a good teacher, even a preacher, touchy, bitter, proud, resentful, conservative, dramatic, guarded, but perceptive, practical, protective, inspired, and inspirational, fond of her home, ambitious, sensual, slightly melancholic, with a tendency to hysteria, possessive, envious, sometimes greedy powerful but often subtle subtly so indulgent, self protective, spoiled, vengeful, closed, fret fretful, begrudging, nostalgic. She is strong yet vulnerable, sexy yet maternal. In short, she is utterly, totally one hundred percent mysteriously female. So basically that all this is saying is like of course every you know, like we're all feminine, but if you're a cancer or have cancer in your big three, you are like the ultimate like feminine like you like everything live the way you move do anything in life live breathes femininity that's how I took that so they're like the ultimate feminine sign because they are the only sign that is ruled by the moon and the moon is a feminine you know like mass in the air so no one else is ruled by that but cancer so that makes them the ultimate feminine woman you know, with all the feminine powers. So, yay. (laughs) Okay, cancer relationships. All right. So, cancer must learn how to love without trying to own the people she loves. (laughs) She needs also to be more fully aware of when, when and how to end bad relationships. Breaking up may be hard to do, but for a cancer woman, it is pure hell. She seldom lets go, frequently clinging to losers or victimizers. She is often mistreated by men. The Cancer woman senses the real balance of power in human relationships, but unfortunately, she often sees them as win or lose propositions. And that, that kind of has some of that Capricornian, to me, it, you know, um kind of energy, I feel like, um, you know, like, because of course, not all cancers are the same, depending on the chart, but also uh, how much you pull upon the energy of your opposite sign. So, as I mentioned in many episodes, please make sure you read your opposite sign because <clears throat> we all express that within us. Like, I don't know how many times, um, I could, you know, I feel like, you know, sometimes I don't relate to a lot of the Libra stuff. Um, but then again, I also like like I realize like when I'm leaning more into like the air the Aryan polarity, I'm definitely like less patient um more impulsive and like you know really quick to get agitated sometimes when when things are annoyed annoying to me, or let's be honest when I don't get my way. <laughs> That has actually calmed down a lot because I'm a lot, you know, older, of course, but that definitely, that definitely was bad when I was younger because, um, my motto literally was I get what I want and I always do because I I do like, I I would charm the pants off somebody and then get what I want uh, without having to do anything like crazy to get it. Just being sweet, smiling, talking just got me what I want, but then when it didn't work, you know, sometimes I would get a little agitated quick and kind of pouty and then kind of impulsive and, you know, attitude-y, like a little bit of that Arian kind of vibe. But that's also Leonin too. So it can be, it can be anything, but we still express our, um, our opposite signs. Uh, definitely that's very true within the medical astrology, because you do have to look at both signs because even though, like, I'm a Libra, I can be expressing some Aryan um, maladies, you know, so, yeah, but the win or lose kind of thing, that just really sounds Capricornian to me, because, you know, Capricorns, they're, they're constantly achieving stuff, and when they don't achieve, they kind of get, like, sour a little bit, you know, but if they lose, they get a little sour, not as bad as Aries, of course, but they have a little bit of that in there, so, um, she always gets what she wants, but she frequently wants what deep down she does not truly need. Thus, she is a winner who is a who who, in a hidden sense, may be a loser. Her manipulative tendencies and introversion often shut out the very people she needs most. Lack of communication, blocked emotions, self pity, and moodiness are frequent, and this is very prominent in Cancer moons, in my opinion. Cancer moons, you know, ouch, because Cancer rules the moon so it's even more um activated in the moon sign so i see definitely more of that coming from the cancer moons than even the cancer suns um the whole like blocked emotions because the moon is how you express your emotions and all that stuff so ouch okay she is apt to attract many friends and potential lovers For people seem to bask in her need to give and do for them. She is often a substitute mother, amateur therapist, or spiritual midwife. Just as plants thrive in her greenhouse atmosphere, so do people trek to her door, anxious to receive her menstruations. She fluffs pillows behind uh, pain backs and concocts magical potions for sleeplessness, headaches, or stomach pain. She reads poetry to soothe frazzled nerves and always casts a protective net. Sometimes her net is deceptively restrictive. People often become, <clears throat> excuse me, highly dependent on her and fall victim to her potent charm. As long as she uses her power to heal and help, no harm is done, but she must keep the negative mother from taking the reins. When Cancer is frustrated, she tends to withdraw. From the battle of daily life, friends suddenly find her changed and frequently unreachable as she closes off and sulks. She can turn into a psychic drain for she saps others' energy with her repressed hostilities. It is happy. It is easy for those who love her to feel abandoned, fearful or guilty, and since she seldom offers direct explanations, they are left to fend off worry and mounting resentment by themselves. This pattern may repeat itself cyclically, uh, and it can leave a chain of unhappy relationships in a way. So yes, cancers, um, you guys, when you guys are in like that negative mood, that moodiness, where you're just shut down, you're not really letting people understand what's going on. It is really draining, especially for um us people who don't want to, like, just leave someone feeling or being down, like, um, I know I don't like seeing people sad, so I like to do what I can to help, and of course, I'm not going to push someone, but, um, you know, it just, it really brings down my vibe when someone is sad, and I know they're hurting, and they're saying, I'm fine, I'm good, because I know either, you're pissed off at something or maybe I said something to annoy you or make you mad. And instead of you being open with me and saying, you know what? Yeah, you really pissed me off or, you know, um, this and this happened. And I understand if it's something personal, by all means, I don't expect someone to tell me their life story. But if it's like if you were fine at one point, like during the day where we're all hanging out and stuff and all of a sudden you're like off, that's going to bother me because then I feel like something that transpired there bothered you or rubbed you the wrong way. So be careful with that because I feel like there's a time and a place to shut down your emotions. Um, if someone is constantly using you, treating you like shit, telling your business, you can't trust them at all, and there's like solid proof of that, then yeah, I I will admit I am someone that will do that. Like that's just a defense mechanism for me. Um, when I feel like I'm being taken advantage of, or I've heard that you said something about me, or said something private that I told you and told it to everyone else, that is it. Like my emotions and letting you in is now closed. Like you have ruined that, and it's you know it's not going to be the same. And so I can understand that. But if it's someone, if if you're doing that, you know, because you're kind of in and out and you know, you're not really expressing yourself, um, that can get really draining on people sometimes that people eventually don't want to, they don't want to be around you. Cause it's like you're a killjoy kind of. And like they said, it's not just emotionally draining. It's kind of like psychically draining, like energy draining when you know, you have cancers who can kind of be like that. So be, be aware of what you're doing. Have some self-awareness pretty much. Okay, so how the cancer woman relates relates lovers and other intimates. The cancer woman can charm and magnetize people by offering to take care of them. She has maternal yet seductive quality, a softened, persistent willing, w- willfulness. She may resemble a spoiled child who promises to impart the unique gifts she has collected if only she has sufficiently loved. The cancer woman tends to have many, mostly female acquaintances, but few few close friends. She can keep friends for a lifetime for she is usually connected to those she loves by an intuitive link strong enough to counteract physical separation. She is also a good correspondent and loves to select and send cards for every occasion. Her romantic life is a different and more complex story. She can find and keep a man. What is more difficult for her is to get rid of a man who is wrong for her or alternatively to maintain a sexual relationship after years of mothering. The cancer woman is a prime candidate for early marriage because her sleepy tumble out of the nest often prompts her to seek instant shelter. If she marries without emotional maturity and sexual experience, she will have problems. She and her mate are bound to grow at a different pace and in different directions over the years. She often marries the wrong man early and finds this out too late. Just as often, she clings tenaciously to her mistake, hoping against hope to avert defeat or even worse, ridicule. So yeah, don't don't feel like you're a failure if your relationship isn't working. Just save yourself and the other person and just get out of it. I know that that's really hard for, um, you know, cancers because I feel like you guys are like the mother of the Zodiac and when you have like that mother archetype, you don't like to give up on anyone. You know, you want to, it's like almost giving up on your kid to you. You know what I mean? And you don't want to do that. But sometimes you have to just let people go and do their own thing and learn, you know, why they're such a shitty person. You can't fix that. Mothers want to fix things all the time. And you can't do that. <laughs> you know, you're just making, you're just going to get yourself in a really nasty situation where you're just not happy. And, that is not how we want to live our life right okay so the cancer woman tends to be proud stubborn and emotionally self-protective paradoxically she who is giving is also very withholding her secret fears doubts and jealousy barely ruffle the surface yet these hidden emotions color her relationships she easily feels abandoned or hurt and she tests intimates to to verify their loyalty to her her, nature, her natural self-protectiveness may in time become a shield that prevents access and outflow. To the rest of the world, the Cancer woman usually manages to look like an Academy Award winner, but over the years she may dig herself into a f- fearful rut that only she and her mates suspect. Cancer, I advise you to evaluate the following as honestly as you can. Number 1. Your True Desires and Your Primary Relationship do you do your needs and desires mesh? Is your life fulfilling? Number 2, your level of confidence and security, your possess, your possessiveness. How how honest are you in relationships? You must recognize your uh, your Achilles heel if you are to be happy. Your tendency to to possessiveness and passive manipulation arises mostly out of usual usually Monumental feelings of anxiety, fear, and distress. In a word, the source of your problem is insecurity. So, with I noticed with this, um, you know, because it's such a huge problem for cancer, this is actually the first time I've seen in any of the signs where they actually have a section for this. So I'm going to, of course, read it. But um, I feel like this the cancer um chapter is actually much longer than um any of the other signs because of this. So you guys have an issue with insecurity. You have to really, really be careful because insecurity can really be a destructive thing when it comes to not only yourself, but to your relationships. And, um, I to this day am still working on insecurities, you know, just from, you know, trauma and, you know, like, like trauma from like You know, things that happen in, you know, like my family, you know, um, like friendships, relationships, all kinds of stuff. Things that can trigger will cause you to go into this whole crazy, like, you know, manipulative kind of not a fun way to be around pretty much. So, um, the first one, it says insecurity in the cancer woman. And then the second one is going to be coping with the insecurity, the cancer woman in love. So I will read this first one and then we'll go to the next one. So the insecurity in the cancer woman. So the cancer woman's insecurity is classic in that it probably started with self-rejection generated from babyhood impressions. However, the most compelling and universal reason for self-rejection is rejection by someone else. Deep down, cancer... May fear that self-knowledge and revelation would uncover not a narcissist, but an ugly frog. She is self-productive all her life, partially because of this belief. Cancer, I advise you to make an inventory of all your assets. Concentrate especially on those you have ignored or taken for granted. If you are insecure, unaware of your assets, you will be unable to make the best use of them or to develop them further. Make a list of all the risks you've ever taken from the tiniest to the biggest. Next next to each, write the outcome. You will see that you've succeeded far more than you failed. Keep the risk list with you and refer it to when you feel anxious and unsure about your next decision. Another exercise is to imagine the worst thing that could happen as a result of your risk you have decided to take. You will see that this worst outcome is most often not as bad as something you've already experienced and overcome. A frequent request of cancer's insecurity is excessive caution. The cancer woman tends to be as super cautious as a newlywed giving a large party for the first time. But though the nervousness of an inexperienced hostess is understandable, cancer tends to retain a generalized weariness for decades. There is a word of difference between voluntary logical caution and involuntary obsessive caution. A young colt who has just learned to walk is naturally nervous and watchful. His movements are measured, slightly off balance but rapidly improving. He has controlled grace, harmony, self-protective insight. However, the obsessively cautious person lacks these qualities. Instead, adopting a stiff, slow, tense, clumsy body language, th- um, Body language. The cancer woman's incessant caution is ultimately self deafening. It is not a realistic response to situations that are no longer characterized by newness, that no longer challenge her survival. Another frequent manifestation of security is secrecy and m- manipulativeness. If Lady Cancer does not wish to let on what she thinks and wants, she is likely to try to get results indirectly. She may try to subtly control others in such a way that she achieves her goal without over-communication, without taking risks. The cancer woman is so rich in sensation and subjective intuition that she is quite vulnerable, a hint of displeasure, a word, a nuance, a silence, a gesture, or a sound can hurt her. So be aware if, you know, for us who are not cancerians, if we have any loved ones or friends, family, whatever, that have cancerian placements in their big three, we got to be kind of careful with them. They are delicate when it comes to getting their feelings hurt. And so it's very wise to kind of look at your tone of voice, your body language, like all that stuff that cancers can sense and feel. They're very intuitive and they know even before you open your mouth that something is not quite right. They just get that, you know, weird like niggling in their body that something's off and then it starts to kind of give them anxiety and starts to kind of make them second guess themselves Mm -hmm. so um you don't want this person to get hurt so uh, you know like especially by you and I understand we can't go around like babying people because I know someone's like well it's not it's not my fault they're sensitive I get that but Kind of just have some, you know, some self-awareness with yourself, especially if you know you kind of come off a little harsh or something like that. Just try to make sure you're aware of that and perhaps maybe word things a little different when you are around your Cancerian homie or, you know, um, lover or whatever, friend, family. Okay, so... It says, uh, if she does not protect herself, she suffers. If she protects herself, she may go too far and encase herself in in impenetrable armor or turn to possessiveness and exploitation. She must learn to walk the fine line between just enough caution and too much self-protection. Cancer, you must learn to eliminate needless caution and to refrain from secretive self-protection, self-rejecting acts, throwing caution to the wind at the night at the right time is utterly exhilarating and you may be forced to try it you will have to cope with new patterns of relating new adventures new experiences for life will inevitably bring them holding back as a result of of insecurity as is as fruitless as wanting guarantees where there are none okay so it says coping with insecurity the cancer woman in love the cancer woman falls in love as she does everything else. Slowly and cautiously, impulsive action makes her uncomfortable as she considers falling in love a serious commitment. Cancer wants from her man material security first, ex- exclusivity second, and social status third. She is unlikely to fall in love with a man who does not offer at least two of these. The only thing that can propel her into an uncharacteristic rash choice is the occasionally unbeatable urge to leave home. Once she has made up her mind to fall in love, she takes any dilemma by the horns and prepares to resolve it. She is bound to throw all her weight into one relationship to try to make mutual dreams come true. The cancer woman in love is a peerless partner for the man who wants to be babied, pampered, catered to, taken care of, slowly seduced. If he wants security, solid roots, traditional domesticity and passionate sensuality that is more reactive than generative, he will find it with her. The Cancer Woman is a superb player of romantic chess. She seems to know exactly how to make her man fall desperately in love with her. She is imaginative, perceptive, and persistent, a combination which most often makes her number one in the competition for man. She understands strategy and the psychic warfare between the sexes without ever having consciously learned the rules. and she knows how to draw the lines in her favor in love she is delightfully yielding accommodating and often quite domestic she can manage both outside work and home and nothing can stop her from creating the perfect domestic ambience she is more than likely a good cook and fine hostess and she will always cater to her man's tastes and desires cancer in love is also exceptionally magnetic she draws men to her as surely as the queen bee attracts devoted workers She manages to be just helpless enough to inspire a man to take care of her, yet she is sensitive and self-reliant enough to put a great deal of effort into serving him. Submissiveness becomes her, for she yields with a sparkle and a wise look in her eyes. The storybook in her head has extra appeal when she is in love, so that despite her caution and materialism, she is often starry-eyed and blind to potential problems. The cancer woman in love blooms with the sensuality of, of a fragrant rose, the delicacy of a lily of the valley, and the exotic, exoticism of a hothouse orchid. At the same time, she is tougher than she seems. In love, she considers no one and nothing more important than her lover. She is convinced she has the world by the tail, and, and it would take an earthquake or repeated infidelity to make her change her mind. She is bound to combine the erotic imaginations of Aneas Nin with the earthy sexuality of Lily Marlene. Love helps her to overcome some of her shy pragmatism. It makes her relax her guard and teaches her self-disclosure. The man who hurts her at such a moment will never regain her trust. The cancer woman in love stands on the verge of a mom- momentous decision for too careful that she continues to grow sexually. Too often, the cancer woman marries, becomes a domestic expert and mother figure, and takes the road to overweight and asexuality. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, so it says, patterns in the cancer woman's sexual relationship. Okay. So it says, the cancer woman tends to display the following patterns in her sexual relationships. To some extent, these apply to platonic ties as well. So it's one through ten. And of course, I'm going to start with number one. So number one, (laughs) her hormones awaken early, though her conditioning may deter her from acting. She tends to have a secret love affair with her sexual self and may be more open to physical experiments than to the risky ups and downs of emotional engagement. Masturbation may be a very frequent activity. Number two, she tends to marry early, either to escape a difficult home situation or to gain security, hopefully with status. Number three, she is apt to want a family and may have many children. She is unusually pleased by domesticity. As long as she can run the house as she chooses, she must be allowed to control the budget as well, for managing money makes her feel secure. She needs to belong to a unit. Very, very, like, I love this. It's like you you see like mom and dad within the Cancer and Capricorn. I, I just love it. Okay, so she usually forms relationships cautiously even with her children. She really loves with abandon and may in fact apportion her affection deliberately as if with measuring spoons. Her relationships tend to build slowly to speak, to peak intensely and to last with various degrees of closeness for a long time. Number five, she needs to feel she is the center of some group and likes to be in control of her marriage or her main relationship. She may acknowledge her need openly. Number six, she often has a troubled marriage. Though she seldom likes to cope with the change or crisis, she can do it well. Few cancer women live as tranquility as they would like and many inch painfully towards separation or divorce. Number seven, she finds it extremely difficult to live and let live and almost impossible to let go of anyone she loves she may hang out a disastrous relationship much longer than logic would dictate number eight if she divorces she is bound to take it hard guilt and oppression are common but with time she heals well a hint to the cancer woman you can have several sequential marriages within the same marriage and you would probably prefer it that way number nine though she is often a paragon of virtue and a good mother she can also secretly pursue extramarital sex she is gifted at illusion and often the cancer woman who is named mother of the year in her hometown is the same one who enjoys passionate afternoons with a lover totally unlike her husband number 10 she is a good friend and a wife as long as she does not feel betrayed her friends and her husband must be extremely careful not to hurt her humiliate her or make her feel isolated or abandon. in these instances she is likely to retaliate with with a vengeance okay so it says lovers and husbands above all the cancer woman needs a man who accepts her strange moods without demanding explanations she probably couldn't give give them if she tried and it is hard but it is far better for him to accept her as she is and cuddle her than to push her She needs a man who can build a cocoon around her, eventually enveloping the two of them and their offspring. She wants to feel protected from the ugliness and neediness of the world, and she dreads poverty. Therefore, her man should make enough money and have enough financial acumen to keep the funds flowing. She needs a mate who is solidly respected in the community, for she wants his respectability to cast a benevolent light on her. She needs a man with a deep, sensuous streak, one who enjoys luxury and caters to her, ne- her own need for it. She needs a man stubborn enough to match her own tenacious and unwilling to be devoured by her. She will undoubtedly try to run the household to own to own him in acceptable or dramatic ways. Her man should be secure enough not to fight her at every step of the way, but if he does not draw the line and stand his ground, she will lose respect. All carnal signs seem to have this in common." Yeah, I I I agree with this cuz I can't have a man that um you know that um that kind of just doesn't, you know, like stand his ground, that doesn't like really fight for me or that doesn't, you know, like where I feel like I can be protected with. It, it just it, it that doesn't work for me. Like I have to have that in my life to feel, you know, like good and feel happy in my relationship. Uh and my son signs a Cardinal sign, so it makes sense. Uh, Though she hates being pushed, she will probably test and prod her man or child raising finances. Home, building, gardening, and decorating, and community involvement. She needs a man who has his own absorbing ideas, pursues interests independent of hers, and takes out a turf he can retreat to. Cancer's man, cancer's man must appreciate her de- deeply feminine, receptive, nurturing side. But he must also perceive her ambition and insecurity. He needs to help her balance dreaming with doing and action with reaction to replace passive aggression with honest dealings. She needs a man who adores her but demands honesty but won't get permanently lost in the maze of her subconscious. She will warn her, make her aware when she unknowingly follows her mother's dangerous footsteps. Her man will have to understand, too, that Lady Cancer is capable of running a home and an office at the same time, and in many cases needs a professional outlet for her energies. He must learn to be objective enough to evaluate her as a friend would, for she herself is intensely su- subjective and emotional. My advice to her man is as follows. Avoid making her insecure, for this will bring out the worst in her. Find out what makes her feel emotionally and financially secure and discuss what steps must be taken to accomplish his t- this together. Number two, remember that she is often aware of her insecurity, especially when she is under 27 years of age. She is often engaged in some type of power struggle with her mother and this must be resolved to her satisfaction before she becomes completely available to you. Accept her moods as best you can. She is amazingly sensitive and intuitive and she constantly picks up and reacts to vibrations. Um, Help her to accept, develop her intuition and psychic facilities in a positive vein. Work with her to overcome her fears and the withholding that results from them. Don't let her overeat as an escape. Insist um, Insist in developing a budget for money for time together for good communication. The more practical you approach, the better she will understand and support you. Number seven, That the last one was number six. I forgot to say that. Number seven, give her lovely gifts from flowers to jewelry if you can afford it. Give her a place of residence she can decorate to her heart's desire and never forget her birthday. Oh my gosh, that's so funny because, I don't know, like, and that's just funny to me. Uh, eight, do not interfere with her friendship with women. She... May be very close to some women friends and may at times talk to them more than to you. If you are jealous, remember that only more self-confidence and more open communication will help. And number nine, do not try to own her, but do not let her own you either. Possessiveness is likely to be a big issue. Work towards resolving it. So if, I w- if I'm if i going to base some Zodiac signs, I think would work, to me, the, the best with them because I feel like cancers really need to um kind of stick with their own or they need like a earth sign to help ground them. So I don't recommend like of course there's many signs that date, you know, like you there's I've seen fire and water you know, fire and cancer or air and cancer. But I feel like unless they have heavy water placements or earth placements in their chart <clears throat> I feel like it's it's gonna be a lot more difficult because of how sensitive they are. And because of that, I feel like, to me, the best, like, person to me that would work well with cancer is Capricorn. Um, the opposite, the I mean, cancer is everything that I feel like <clears throat> Capricorn is lacking and vice versa. And, of course, that's what our sister signs show us is that, you know, cancer is, you know, Capricorns lack, you know, like, they lack taking care of themselves or anything. They're more of the provider. They're not they they can nurture when they're in love, but they're definitely more of the provider and likes to make sure that the family is financially good you know they're successful they they're taking care of everything they're you know like structured and stuff like that but then you have cancer who um is very nurturing and loving and you know wants to take care of that person and and that's you know that's water watering the earth, you know giving the earth nutrients and then Capricorn can help ground um, Cancer with her insecurity by just understanding her and loving her and, you know, giving her her space even when she needs it. And I think that is a good match. The next one, definitely Pisces. Pisces, more than anyone, understands, you know, um, the emotional part they, they will definitely feed your emotions and they will help you be, they will help you feel seen and heard. Um, and they will, you know, like lift you up as far as, you know, your needs and everything. They'll never really forsake your needs. And Scorpio, I feel like would be well, as far as the motivation, um, to, you know, do things and to, You know, kind of also give them that space that they need and also understand their emotions on a really deep level. Um, They can like really intuitively see their partner because of, you know, like what she's doing. She doesn't really have to speak. I feel like Scorpios are very psychic and they can kind of know exactly what their partner needs When they need it without the words having to be spoken all the time to me. So and then I also feel like um, Virgo would even work out with that because Virgo, I feel like they need someone that will nurture and love them, you know, fully taking care of, you know, the things that they seem to neglect because they're so into their work. I feel like that a Cancer can kind of pull a Virgo away from his work for a little bit, but they, you know, they won't be demanding about it, but they'll be like, hey, you know, like, let's go out, let's do something. And because she has like that magnetic feminine, like, pull to her, I feel like that will really work for Virgo, you know, and um, so I think that would be like the best ones for Cancer, in my opinion. (laughs) Okay, so let's go to Cancer Sexuality. Okay. Alright, so Cancer Sexuality. Um the Cancer Woman's most intriguing sexual secret is that she is much more dominant than she appears. Her most facade disguises a tigress with a solid, repetitive repertoire. She won't be rushed, loved to be fussed over, prized, snuggled, and wooed. But when she takes the reins, her man is the one to surrender. The cancer woman tends to keep her intense sexuality under wraps. She does not flaunt it. She sends it subtly over the airways. The the perceptive observer warms to the steady sexual glow, telegraphed by her mincing, swaying gait and her teasing, laughing eyes. She seems to invite caressing, and the man who gets close enough to nestle on her ample breast will find she wants more than a hug. Our three primary cultural taboos are sex, money, and death. The cancer woman specializes in sex with love and prefers solid money as the foundation of love's edifice. She usually leaves speculations about the metaphysical aspects of life and death to others, especially to Scorpio and Pisces. Cancer is most invested in the quality of her life today and ensuring it for tomorrow. She is reputed to dislike male roughness and to be shy, sensitive maiden. In fact, she is shrewd, maternally inclined, conservative, who probably tried sex very early and found it disappointing. A roll in the hay or one-night stand is not her style. The cancer woman's kind of intense sensuality needs to be awakened, fed, and fertilized by tenderness, then brought to bloom by passion. It may take a series of men to rouse her, and they must understand that the timid, delicate... May needs to be gradually introduced to her potent libido. She seems to be the type of woman who likes to be made to be made love to, made love to and dislikes being the aggressor. In the early years, especially when she is playing roles and playing for keeps, this may be true. However, her old-fashioned sentimental femininity often covers a dominant circuit or circ poised on the edge of release, what makes her fly as a man who understands her need to dominate accepts it and from time to time it is able to exchange roles with her cancer's opposite sign is capricorn her subconscious neighbor reflects the deep insecurity and consequent need for worldly possessions of that sign the cancer woman's tendency to couple sex with love may well be a mythology sold to her in a childhood a convenient spice added to her natural fears in reality she is quite able to enjoy what used to be called free love her flights of imagination cover every aspect of it, and there is enough obligation and duty in her life that she may find voluntarily easy sex a welcome respi- respite. Sex and nothing but often becomes her preference in later years. The key word in understanding cancer sexuality is conflict. She frequently con- experiences conflict between her security-seeking domestic side, which is supported by society and by her upbringing and her free freewheeling, limbidiousness, voluptuous sensuality, and sexuality. She often dams this up with much assistance from society. On the one hand, the cancer woman is stickler for, for etiquette, including the sexual properties. On the, on the other, she needs to surrender to sex and cannot do so while bound by social role-playing. The mother image we hold is almost wholly asexual, for example. The cancer woman is caught on the horns of the modern woman's dilemma. She has tremendous sexual power and is very attractive to men. She has drawn to men into the idea of marriage and family, but her attraction is frequently colored by fear and resentment. For the cancer woman, sexual surrender that leads to mutual ecstasy must originate in her love of herself, of her own body, and feminine nature. She must trust her own femaleness and invite the male's full-fledged maleness. This kind of sexual surrender is not an invitation to brutalization. It is a woman's greatest gift to a man in which she opens and offers all of herself and is able, in turn, to help him open up. So, you guys, don't get it twisted again. Like, um, cancer women, they love sex, they enjoy sex, and they can be very... um, They're very... Uh, what, what can you put it? Like, just, they're just active in it, so... You'll have a partner who would know how to like have fun, you know, like have fun with you. But it's gonna be all sensual and sexy and, you know, all that good juicy stuff. So, excuse me. Oh my goodness. Okay, so, um, the next one is love and sex. Okay. So, love and sex. In Cancer's opinion, love and sex are tailor-made for each other, much as in the famous song, Love and Marriage. Love and marriage go together like horse and carriage. To Lady Cancer, nothing is more beautiful than a pair of shining, adoring male eyes spotlighting her to the accompaniment, accompaniment of the heavenly grunts and groans of an approaching orgasm. Girl, I'm with you. I am with you on that. <laughs> Truly. The cancer woman typically prefers her love with security, admiration, lots of physical contact, and gentleness that ebbs and flows into an ocean of desire. Her imagination is so fertile that she usually constructs elaborate scenarios to stimulate her. She also needs permission to fantasize and was probably vastly relieved when the sexual climate relaxed enough to permit the publication of books like Alex Comfort's runaway bestseller, The Joy of Sex. She is sometimes more active in her fantasies than in her man's bed. She is she seems to have a built-in initial reluctance to engage in sex as an inexplici- inexplicable inexplicable <laughs> holding back at the moment of starting and again when she is on the verge of orgasm. She does not take the initiative easily easily or speedily, probably due to her inherent insecurity. Starting sex means continuing, then going all the way, and orgasm means losing control, all of which may create restraints for lady cancer. Being in love, even if it's an illusion, opens her sexually. It is as if love move. I mean, love removes most of her inhibitions so that sex with love becomes her best way to come out. She is not particularly experimental, but she is easily influenced. A highly sophisticated lover can teach her all kinds of exotic love games and find her pliant Receptive student. Later in life, when she is more experienced, she easily assumes the role of the sex teacher and usually takes a much more aggressive stance. Her fantasies are apt to revolve around romantic interludes, making love in water, walking on the beach under full moon, satin sheets, big bed, candlelight, soft music, and ambience of sensual splendor, a prince charming who repeatedly helps her to vault over her guarded walls and introduces her to the most exquisite forbidden joys of sexual union. The rape, the rape fantasy is common for cancer. She likes to think about, uh, about being subjugated. Her most secret fantasy is to eventually dominate the man who believes her totally submissive. Her sexual response pattern and intercourse seems to be the following. So this is going to be one through four. One, initial reluctance as if she had to climb over a wall and ease the other side. 2. Slow arousal. She usually needs a great deal of tactile stimulation. She is also apt to find a foot or thigh massage or prolonged caressing of the head, shoulders, and breasts. Highly erotic. She tends to dislike quick penetration, preferring slow foreplay as per face. Straightforward approach. The cancer woman usually does not need elaborate sexual techniques. She tends to stick with her favorite positions while her mental imagery supplies a variety of that reality may lack lovers should not be surprised to find out that their modest cancer partner runs hot sex scenes in her head she often staring at a man other than the one she is in bed with he has probably done the same just as often her favorite positions are missionary on her side with penetration from the back and woman superior huh is that writing because I've never heard it like that if it is. What is that? I wanna know what that is. If anyone knows what that is, what does that mean? Unless it just means she's taking over? I, I now I'm I'm hella curious. I'll have to I'll let you guys know in the next episode if I find out what that means. Woman superior. Um, I didn't know that was a position or I, I could have, maybe, I don't know, maybe it's something I have heard of. I just haven't heard it worded like that. So I'm going to look it up now because I can't wait. <laughs> but I was like, "Huh, woman superior. What is that? Um, bear with me here. I'm not gone. <sighs> okay. Oh, oh okay. Hold on a second. Oh, okay, I see. It's exactly what I said. <laughs> it's a woman writing a guy. I just never heard it called that. Yeah, they call it the female superior position. Oh, okay. All right, that's what I was like. I was like, huh? So that's what it is, guys. Woman's barrier is the other word for writing. That must be like an old school term for it or something. I've never heard that before. All right, anyways. (laughs) Anyways. Okay, where was I at? Um, Okay, it says she likes a lot of lubrication and may use lubricated condoms plus extra lubrication. Oh, she does not mind sweat either and is in fact often stimulated by it. 4. Intense orgasm. She is capable of intense orgasms, especially after heavy foreplay and fantasies. She usually builds and needs to build tremendous tremendous body tension. She often has a rash on her chest, sweat on her back, thighs or stomach, and a highly flushed face. No woman can have an orgasm without building body tension, especially below the waist, and cancer seems to know this instinctively. The cancer woman who has never fully surrendered and cleans the fears caused by sex negative conditioning may need to do specific work with her body and body image. If she has never had an orgasm, I recommend Lonnie Barbox for yourself. If she has orgasms but for any reason feels dissatisfied, I recommend a series of awareness, skill, and confidence building exercises, preferably with a counselor or therapist. The Institute of the Advanced Study of Human Sexuality. Uh, oh, that's something in California. Is an excellent natural, natu- national referral center. I'm assuming the Lonnie Barbox, just in case if you're interested, I'm assuming that's a book and it's called For Yourself. So if you want to look that up, um, if you are having any of these issues that they said, uh, you spell the author's name with L-O-N-N-I-E, last name B-A-R-B-A-C-H. Okay, so what kind of lover she needs? Um, A man who is willing to go slow to pamper her with words of endearment and devotion is bound to get to to first base with a cancer woman. She needs and wants an exclusive relationship, and the man who is right for her will want it too. She needs a man who is able to provide a great deal of overall security, emotional as well as material. The man who can't fulfill this need, who never knows what time he will be home, does not wish to leave... His telephone number when he travels is never jealous or possessive and could care less what she does when he's away for the weekend is wrong for her. She may lip service to the area of disliking possessive men, but she prefers a man who constantly looks after her to make sure she is happy, taken care of and wooed by him alone. She usually likes a man who is a steady, reliable lover but is also capable of flights of imagination and willing to share them. If he is smart, he will make sure she is always the star in these fantasies for playing second fiddle to other women is not cancer's cup of tea. Though she may play around from time to time, she won't want to know if her man does, even in fantasy. Her man should be a gentle lover who at the same time is uninhibited enough to help her throw off her own restraints. The man who is callous catalyst for her sexual liberation is apt to hold her for a lifetime. An intuitive man, one who can feel her moods and flow with them without demanding verbal explanation is good for her. Hello, Scorpio and Pisces. Um, she tends to like oral and perhaps anal sex. Her lover should be open to these alternatives as well as the safety supports they may, they may require. She needs a man who has a high sex drive but has learned good control. Scorpio. <laughs> She is a slow builder, and a premature ejaculator would be totally frustrating to her. Um, on the other hand, she may be extremely patient and good for a man who experiences periodic impotence, as long as he is open to alternative methods of mutual pleasuring. She can be so- she can be a selfish lover, bent on her own satisfaction, fashion, but her selfishness can also take pressure off the man who is secure in his own sexuality. If she is willing and able to take care of herself, he will be free of the typical male worry about giving orgasms. The cancer woman usually likes some hard thrusting after the initial rounds of fondling and pleasures, pleasuring. She likes a lot of stimulation on her breasts and buttocks. She is content with a man who has mastered th- this combination and probably won't miss fancy techniques tie weighing baskets or vaginal vibrators. A further hint, sex in the shower may be one of her very fa- her very favorites. Sex and water co- combine, whether on the beach or in the bath, sauna, or pool, is one of cancer's greatest sexual, sensual pleasures. You know, I, you know, sex in the bath is amazing and shit, but let's try to be real. Like, you are being drowned as you are, like, fucking in there. And maybe if you have, like, a... <laughs> depends on your shower, I guess. Because I know the showers that I have been, you know, like that in, like, I'm pretty much, like... Either the guy or me are drowning and we just don't put notice to it because, like, obviously you're, like, feeling good and having fun. But <clears throat> it's not as, you know, like, aesthetically nice looking as it is in the movies, in my opinion. That's just me. But anyways, um, <laughs> the cancer woman prefers a man who plans ahead. If he is smart, he will arrange for music, chill champagne, silk robes, and a beautiful bath equipped with a variety of scented stoves and oils if they are married he must be sure that her level of sensuality doesn't fall off or he may find his cancer wife retreating here exper- experimentation private weekends <clears throat> and sensuous resorts and other special efforts will become important she needs a man who brings out both the little girl and the passionate tigress in her her man should never typecast cast her or force her into a mold One of the great sexual pitfalls in the life of the cancer woman is is precisely her potential to adhere to pre-digested roles. Sorry, my voice keeps cracking, guys. Um, She tends to lose her sexual vitality as she grows into the roles of wife and mother. Thus, she needs a man who will help her keep the spark alive, even allow her to expand sexually as she approaches her and every woman's sexual prime in her 40s. Masturbation may be an aid several cancer women have told me they like it to supplement, not substitute for intercourse. Mutual masturbation is a good form of intercourse for cancer. The cancer woman may be a septal denominator. (laughs) Though she may claim to dislike S&M, she often plays the mistress role in her fantasies. Her man should be imaginative, imaginative, self-confident, and aware of her fantasies, specifically in this area. Once cancer finds an accepting partner, She may graduate to a whole new level of sexuality, meeting her own sexual aggression head-on. Probably for the first time, she will elevate her relationship to new sexual heights. The feel of satin, rubber, leather, suede, fine Swiss cotton, velvet, or any combination of the new touchy-feely fabrics will probably drive her wild. She may dream of a 95,000 chinchilla bread spread she saw featured in Vogue, but making love on the sensuous substitute will do. Skin stimulants are essential to her, to essential to turn her on. Caressing her body with one's hair will arouse her, as well feathers, brushes, and silk pajamas. A partner who combs and brushes her hair gives her a long massage, then takes her out to eat is creating the right ambience for surrender. Strongly perfumed creams and lubricants, fl- flowery, flowery fragrances, massage oils with the fruit of flower odor, and musk are cancer favorites. She tends to prefer strong scents or heavily laced perfumes, though she likes light alcoholic drinks that are pretty and ladylike. The color of the decor should also be right for she is sensitive to all the vibrations that surround her. Finally, the man the man cancer needs will have to face the possibility that she will keep things from him. The cancer woman is complex and therefore not easy to satisfy. He must insist on keeping the communication between them open. For she probably will not, she probably will not. He must be intuitive himself and may have to learn the clues of retreat that she telegraphs from time to time. He must learn to differentiate between withdrawal in order to have privacy and withdrawal participated by anger or misery. It is likely that given an, an initially successful period, their sexual relationship will be a strong, a strong bond and will carry them on many, over many bumps the cancer woman who accepts sex and it likes and likes it will keep it as a permanent, rich, always available oasis for herself and her partner. Okay. What she needs to learn. The cancer woman needs to be totally honest with herself first and last. Others don't fool her in the long run, but she can fool herself. She is deeply sensuous, but apart um apart oh apt to be inhibited initially she refers to have sex with a man she loves but there will be times in her life when for no reason she knows she feels the urge to seek new horizons to try sex pure and simple sex for simple sex for the sake of sex she should be prepared for this she needs to learn to surrender completely though she is utterly feminine and receptive she has hidden need to grasp and control and it often prevents her from genuinely opening up opening up Once she recognizes this, she is on the road to true sexual give and take. (gasps) Excuse me. The cancer woman needs to learn to assert herself openly and directly, both in sex and in the relationship as a whole. She tends to be a passive manipulator and may not know what she really wants. She must overcome her natural tendency towards secretiveness and instead learn the value of exchange. She must tell her partner partners, what she likes, done, how, when, and she must listen to his sexual needs as well. She needs to be aware of her insecurities, fears, doubts, and resultant need for guarantees that do not exist. She needs to have faith that tomorrow is another day once she is convinced that tomorrow will bring rain, never sun, and she spends excessive energy trying to protect herself. The cancer woman needs to grow more comfortable with change. Sexual energy is life energy. The expression of sexuality is highly individualized and changeable. Neither love nor sex can be made to stand still, and neither force should be used to manipulate, own, or hold a person back. Life is a dynamic proposition, and so is sex, a flowing process that cancer woman must make accessible herself to learning, growing, sharing, moving, flowing. Water is her element, and water is never static. The fact that she is frequently mistreated by men signals a need to be more realistic. She is practical but also easy to sway, impress, and dominate at the start of relationship. But by the time she recovers her wit, she often finds herself bonded to the wrong man. Thus, cancer's biggest lesson in sex and relationship is to learn to let go. Timing and action are two valuable tools and she must use them to her best advantage. The cancer woman needs to know exactly what she wants for she can have it. The problem in her sex life and her life as a whole arise from erroneous decisions. The self-knowledge and sexual awareness are crucial ingredients in cancer's good life. Oh, you know, like an ice cream just popped up in my head. I don't know why. It just sounds it sounds so good. Um, okay, so summing up cancer. Um The Cancer Woman seeks the good life in all ways. She has a special gift for finding the best quality basics that make the good life possible. Her interest in the material aspects of living can be dangerously strong. However, she is a fine caretaker, a a sensitive, compassionate artist of living. She can set a perfect table, create a harmonious ambience, and provide comforts to her loved ones. Yet, she must be careful to balance these uh, outstanding and necessary qualities with spiritual slash emotional love that operates without strings. The cancer woman is an excellent teacher, but she must be sure to teach her children pupils or intimates values that will create a healthy society in the long run. A society that considers cares and television sets more important than children is an essentially sick society. In my opinion, one of the great tasks of the cancer woman is to understand her own materialism and set its limits and then to pass on to others the urgent need to evaluate theirs and to put it in a correct balance. The following lines from Muriel Wright Kayser's Wreath of Women point to yet another important aspect of the cancer personality. Women in drudgery know they must be one of four. Whores, artists, saints, and wives. The cancer woman may not mind the routines of housework and child care. She may indeed thrive on them. She has a tremendous amount to give. She is, she is a complex, absorbs information, quickly assimilates it well, and plays any of the above roles dramatically. She is like a tough plant that yet needs regular spring showers to keep, to keep it green, to guard the leaves from browning and fall, falling to the ground. Love may be a problem for her she for for her until she learns to love herself. Love may be difficult until she learns to give and get without keeping score. But love is the answer to all her dilemmas and as she grows and matures she will she will more and more find the way of appreciation, recognition, admiration, admiration. Oh my god, I don't know what's up with me in reading. And yes, love that will truly that will true quality to that will give true quality to her life. Okay, so that is it for this part of the this book and this book completely. Um, and we will jump into the erotic astrology for Cancer. Okay, so... Alright, so it says combinations... Oh. Oh, wrong, wrong. Wrong. Um... excuse me okay so here okay sun and cancer although moody is the word most often used to describe cancer crabs come in all types from shy and withdrawn to some of the most sociable outgoing well known members of society your inner nature is sympathetic with a psychic like sensitivity to the moods and feelings of those around you cancers are typically nurturing empathetic appreciative of the nest-like quality of secure home base having people to care for help for helps you feel useful and provides you with a sense of security and belonging secretive and self-protective you prefer working beneath the surface of any situation rather than confronting it head-on you instinctively know the best way to manipulate circumstances and people and like the crab which moves sideways you'll do everything possible to avoid in and out in and out showdown Oh, I'm sorry. An out-and-out out showdown. Normally gentle, kind, and caring, you lash out when your feelings are hurt. When angry or upset, the crab transforms into a sharp-tongued, vindictive, vengeful heartbeat. <laughs> cancer has one of the longest memories in the zodiac, and never gets over a slight. You may forgive, but you don't forget. Hmm. Interesting. In bed, the Cancer lover's lover makes a wonderfully imaginative sweetheart who loves to kiss and cuddle. Both shy and sensual, you can be passionate on the one hand and affectionate and tender on the other. Moreover, you are enough of a sexual athlete to please your partner fully. All it takes is a little encouragement to help you overcome your fear of rejection. In love and romance, as in sharing everything else in life, you cannot be rushed or coursed. Crabs are old-fashioned in and out of the bedroom, and both males and females want to be wooed before they are won. You want to be cared for and cherished, and you like caring for and cherishing your beloved in return. In bed, you're you're as concerned with pleasing your partner as you are about your own pleasure. The typical crab is intuitive. You can generally sense what your lover wants, which makes your encounter between the sheets a finely tuned physical and emotional union. The firepower that can be aroused in you is more likely to manifest as a series of fantasies unless it's an exercise in sexual acrobatics. You enjoy making love and being made love too. The lover who, who engages your mind and imagination with humor and lively conversation also enli- enlivens your spirits. In the crabs world sex and less often equal love and its nurturing aspects such as home and earth. Crabs aren't overly comfortable with sexual experimentation and any show vul- vulgarity. From a lover, it can be off-putting, especially early on. The caring partner who is able to appeal to and satisfy your deep-seated need for security is likely to unleash a volcanic eruption of sensual delights. Turn-ons and turn-offs. The crab's fav- favorite fantasy generally includes good food and great sex. I mean, Right? Any artful combination of these two sensual activities is virtually guaranteed to turn you on. Preparing and eating a luscious feast together with your lover evokes an atmosphere of voluptuous indulgence. A private encounter that begins in the kitchen and ends with you feeding each other delectable little snacks in bed can turn into an erotic free-for-all. The breasts and chest are erogenous zones for most people, but this is especially true For those born under the sign of the crab, you enjoy having your chest stroked and responded passionately to oral and manual manipulation of the nipples. Cancer's fascination for moonlight and water makes a seaside outing where you can can hear the pounding of the ocean as you make love. The perfect choice for an erotic getaway if a trip to the ocean is not feasible. Playing a nature sound machine in your bedroom can evoke many of the same feelings. The right atmosphere replete with scented candles and aromatic arom- aromatic massage, aromatic massage oils, it usually does the trick. Deep down, you long to be seduced and swept away on a way on a wave of passion. Once awakened, your lusty libido will carry you and your partner to the heights of ecstatic pleasure. Cancer is deeply private sign, and you need to feel safe before you reveal yourself. Nothing turns you off faster than a prospective partner who comes on too strong or tries to push you into intimacy before you're ready. You're too sensitive and romantic to respond to a blunt sexual appeal. Even in a long-term long union, you prefer the indirect approach and rarely come right out and say you want sex. For you, a sense of physical and emotional well-being is a must. Without a partner who understands this, you're likely to log a great deal of time inside your, pe- your pesky crab shell. Alright, so the sexual synergy. This is cancer with all twelve zodiac signs. So it says Cancer and Aries, both both are passionate, sensuous, romantic, and sentimental, and sexually you two can be very compatible. However, problems may develop when Upbeat Aries gets a taste of the crab's sullen moods. The ram's need for autonomy and independence frequently conflicts with Cancer's desires for closeness, intimacy, and mutable dependency cancer with Taurus. this combination often results in a near perfect matchup in both the kitchen and the bedroom together you make passionate affectionate domestic partners who are usually on the same sexual wavelength the main obstacles to total commit contentment are the bull's legendary stubbornness and the crowd's frequent mood swings gem uh, cancer with gemini gemini views the world through a mental window while cancer sees it through a cloud of emotion Curious, Gemini enjoys experimentation while the crab, though passionate, is sexually conservative and emotionally possessive. Still, the free-willing twins can help the uptight crab emerge from his shell and have more fun. Cancer with Cancer, while not the most exciting pairing in the Zodiac, the coupling can be one of the longest lasting, especially since neither likes letting go. Serious differences may arise because both are sensitive, moody, and easily hurt. Even so, you understand each other so completely that this can be a very rewarding union for genuine soulmates. Cancer with Leo. Sexually, these two are almost always compatible, especially if the lion is willing to demonstrate enough love, consideration, and devotion to reassure the insecure crab. Leo's sunny self-confidence acts as a stabilizer for Cancer's moody insecurity and the crab's readiness to offer praise fulfills the lion's need for adoration. Cancer with Virgo. Cancer is much more emotional than the shy, reserved virgin. <clears throat> Virgos, however, are incurable romantics, and crabs are absolute suckers for romance. Each is inclined to mood changes that at, in- at times can irritate the other. Still, this is a good match, so long as the supercritical virgin avoids hurting sensitive cancers to inner feelings. Cancer with Libra. Your basic temperaments are very different. Although Airy Libra is the sign of partnership, the scales are more emotionally detached than the clinging crab and dislike being tied down. Major problems can arise if Cancer becomes excessively possessive. The more the crab tries to hold on, the harder Libra struggles to break free. Cancer with Scorpio. This is generally an excellent match. When the passionate, emotional crab and the highly sexed scorpion get together, sparks fly. The hyper-intense emotionality of your relationship fosters a deep-lasting bond. There may be some melodramatic rows between you, but the making up afterward will be heavenly. Cancer with Sagittarius. Sagittarius longs for freedom and adventure, whereas Cancer is home and family-oriented. Given your opposite goals, you, t- you two make an odd couple. Even so, your dissimilarities complement each other. The crab finds the archer exciting, and Sagittarius gets cancer to abandon the shell and live a little. Cancer with Capricorn. These two opposite signs have a lot in common. You share similar goals, success, security, and a stable home life. The crab and the goat are both highly sexed, and your physical union should be imbued with passion. But cancer is warm and caring, and Capricorn can come off as cool and emotionally detached. Cancer with Aquarius. Although Aquarian independence may intrigue Cancer, these two signs have little in common. The crab responds emotionally. The water bearer is mainly influenced by ideas. While this isn't an easy match, you two should get along fine in the bedroom. With a little effort to understand each other, you can overcome your differences. Cancer and Pisces. With Pisces. These water signs have a natural affinity both sexually and emotionally. Both are ardent... Affectionate lovers with an inclination toward romance and a, and a desire to make the honeymoon last forever. Since both are extremely sensitive, each should be extra careful to avoid hurting the other's feelings. So that's it, you guys, for the Cancer sex and relationship. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And again, I completely apologize for the Capricorn moon episode. But I hope you guys have a wonderful day you know um make the best of it truly enjoy it love it appreciate it be mindful of it and you guys I love you so much have a wonderful wonderful day bye